Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for joining us at Nikki Dare Radio on Blog Talk Radio, heard worldwide by millions of listeners with your lovely host, Ms. Nikki Dare. Our podcast hosted by Nikki Dare is your home for education to safety and survival, leadership and inspiration. Nikki Dare is the founder of iDare Inc., a registered 501c3 with its mission to educate and mobilize resources for preparedness and sustainability. iDare is a grassroots credo and personal mission based on its pillars of excellence, integrity, diversity, adaptation, resilience, and empowerment. Ms. Dare's personal mission is to help you encounter your purpose by unlocking your inherent potential and finding joy in the journey. Nikki Dare is the published author of The Audacity of Veracity, a columnist, women in the field of Western Outdoor News, California's publication of Fishing and Hunting. Ms. Dare is a certified firearms instructor in rifle, shotgun, and handgun, RSO, range safety officer, and CERT, community emergency response training member, a FEMA certified training, women's advocate, transformational mentor, and a seasoned BPR change management consultant since her early 20s in transforming companies. And decades later, she is reinventing her purpose. Nikki Dare's life has been spent passionately in helping others going through transformation, both personal and professional. And now, here's your lovely host, Ms. Nikki Dare. Of adventures in the outdoors, a way of life. Now, here's your host, Nikki Dare. Wow. Hi, everyone. Good morning. Uh, thanks, Dave, for that awesome intro. Wow. Just wow. Hey, welcome back. Glad you can join me again. I'm Nikki Dare, your host at Idea Outdoors this morning, discussing survival tips, Uda Concept, part two. Last week, part one, we discussed Uda Concept, a strategic thought process. Uda, just so you know, our listeners out there, is acronym for Observe, Orient, Decide, Act. Uda concept was developed by military strategist and U.S. Air Force Colonel John Boyd. It is a concept originally applied to the combat operations process, often at the strategic level in the military operation. And this morning, part two, we will continue discussing Uda concept and strategic process of thoughts. How does this Uda concept apply in a stressful situation when one faces imminent situation or you know in a condition as we refer to the uh, the red condition of the color code of mental awareness how does this apply in thoughts process as a victim or as a predator so let's keep it here for the next 30 minutes join me again this morning a returning special guest a former u.s marine uh sharpshooter mr patrick garrity and uh, unfortunately i have to mention this as well that my other marine guest, Mr. Scott Roosevelt Scott, will not be available this morning. He called me to apologize for his absence, and uh, all, all good from this side. He is training soldiers up in the hill, you guys, this week. 
So he cannot be here this morning. Even though that he will not be here this morning, I would like to say thank you to him. And thank you for those who have listened from um, the last show as well. Welcome back to my returning guest, Mr. Patrick Garrity, a former U.S. Marine scout sniper, uh, who is no stranger in the Hollywood A-list celebrities, as we all know. He was a technical advisor to Mark Wahlberg's movie Shooter. Mr. Garrity advises not only the A-list actors, but also law enforcement, civilians, and military, and all things weapons and combat tactics related. He is currently a range master and instructor at DFT, Defensive Farms Training, up in Fresno, California. Very, very extremely dynamic individual. I am so joyful to have you back again in my studio, Sarge. Good morning and welcome. Good morning, Nikki. Thanks for having me back again. Uh, likewise. Okay, let's get let's get at this, shall we? Question sure. to you. <laughs> How does it? It's very exciting for me, by the way. It's a concept um, that's really, really close to me. And um, you know, I like you know. I, I first of all, I want to thank you for all of the insights and um, you know your experiences to bring bring this up forth uh, for the listeners who are not familiar with this concept. I mean, it can very well save lives. So, how does this Uda concept loop concept? apply in a stressful situation when, you know, like I said earlier, faces when somebody faces imminent threatening situation, but both from the predator and also the victim point of views. So, you know, elaborate more on this. How does this concept apply in the thought process as a victim and as a predator? Well, as a, you know, we're talking about stressful situations and we always come back to, you know, a, a rape scenario or a mugging or uh, something along those lines. And you have really three parts to this, two, two parts initially and mostly. Um, you have the predator's point of view and the, the prey or the victim's, the possible victim's point of view. Um, in this attack, both parties are going through their OODA loop process, as we discussed last time. Um, this is a process that goes through your head throughout the day, you know, whether you're waking up in the morning, taking a shower, uh, driving to work, making a sandwich. Uh, you're always going through this thought process of, of observe, orient, uh, decide, and act. Um, so you look at it from two different perspectives. You look at it from the predator's perspective. They're observing a soft target, orienting themselves towards that soft target, um, deciding to take advantage of that target and act upon that decision and attack. Um, whereas your prey, as, as a prey or a, a possible victim, you're observing your predator, you're orienting yourself to prepare for an attack, you're deciding to defend yourself, and you're acting upon that decision and actually trying to defend yourself. So there's there's certain things that go on here. Uh, the psychology behind uh, the predator and why they attack, um, there's so many, you know, schools of thought as to yeah. what leads towards uh, violence and violent attackers. And these these reasons range from anywhere from how they were treated as a child, um, yeah. if they're having failed relationships, uh, if they're having trouble uh, adjusting to society and the, and the societal norms and whatnot. Um, regardless of the psychology, what we're talking about is what happens when this is all going down, when the situation has already presented it, right. itself. Um, so what the, what the predator is doing 
is going through their thought process and acting upon it. Um, and what you're trying to do as a potential victim is to not allow it to happen. So you're trying to disrupt, as a potential victim, the predator's Google loop thought process. And there's, you know, there's all sorts of thoughts on how to go about doing that. For example, um, you know, yelling or blowing a whistle. Um, you know, we are, we already talked about a lot of preventative stuff, like being situationally aware. Well, we're all beyond that part now, and now the attack is happening. So during the attack, things to break up your predator's thought process would be to, you know, yell for help or blow a whistle. Um, those are more um, passive ways of going about uh, disrupting an attacker's OODA-loop thought process. A more uh, active... I'm sorry? No, no, I was going to interrupt you a little bit here uh, when you mentioned, I mean, I want to back up just a little bit. You know, you're talking about uh, uh, defending yourself and everything. And we spoke last time about being aggressive, you know. Now the aggressiveness, now the uh, the, the offensive. I'm talking about already on the mental, you know, you're fighting already. you gotta, you got to have to defend yourself, obviously. So yeah. where where is that aggressiveness take place? I mean, um, well, obviously we already know that you got to have to combat uh, using the combat mindset at this point. So I'm sorry, go ahead and um, uh, include that within your elaboration there. So when it when it takes place, when you utilize this is as early as possible. Um, this approach really favors agility over raw power. So you do have some advantages if you apply this concept in a stressful situation of overpowering your attacker. Um, granted, there are situations you really can't do anything about as an as an individual. Uh, you know, be it may, maybe there are multiple attackers in the situation, but as the attack is happening, you have decisions to make, and you're either going to use passive um, passive actions or active actions. The active actions would be a little more aggressive, things like using pepper spray or mace, um, right. a taser, or your weapons, your knives, your handguns, your concealed weapons, things like that. Um, those definitely disrupt the process of the attacker and what they're going through. I've read certain things from psych psych psychologists that, you know, what you want to do is get inside the mind of your predator. Um, they are trying to do what they're trying to do because they get off on you resisting them. And it's a, it's a power thing. If, uh, again, it goes back to the issues, the psychological issues of the attacker. If they don't feel powerful in their lives, they're going to try and force power onto somebody else. And if you're that right. victim, you're the recipient of those negative actions. Um, and you have to do something to counter those actions. And in, in those instances, you really have to uh, make that person feel powerless or... Um, contradict the thought process that they're going through. And I've, I've heard some psychologists talk about um, other passive approaches like laughing, um, laughing, um, submitting for a short while until you have a moment of opportunity to seize that opportunity and attack back uh, once their guard is down. A lemon um, of surprise, a, as we call it, right? Yes. You know, uh, Sun Tzu wrote about this, about... Uh, when you're strong, appear weak, and when you're weak, appear strong. You know, th That's this right. ties into that a little bit. Um, I don't recommend submitting or laughing 
or doing any of those things in these scenarios. You know, these are these are thoughts brought up by people that sit behind desks and have probably never been in a rape situation ever. Right. Um, I tend to teach go with the more active and aggressive approach, which is using your weapons available to you. Um, you know, if it's gotten to the point where you're already being attacked, um, the whistle, the mace, the pepper spray has already gone out the window and are completely useless. So your right, one, right. one advantage is to take advantage of this Hoodaloo concept and utilize your agility and your knowledge over the raw power that's happening to you. Uh, okay. Um, so um, elaborate situational specifics then um, where it is imperative to the Udalu concept. I mean, you, you mentioned this, and I just want to go ahead and continue on with this. And how is it uh, advantages uh, to the prey, to the possible victims then? Uh, you did kind of like uh, touch base on that a little bit. So elaborate more on that, situational specifics. Right. Um, you you basically just you're trying to control the situation. So whatever tools you have available to you, um, you know, and, and as we talked before, it's all about situational awareness. Um, you know, you can utilize things like uh, we used an example in one of your earlier shows of a female walking back to her car in a dimly lit parking lot at college at night after a night class. Um, you definitely need to be situationally aware in these instances. If you notice um, somebody being being yourself in condition orange, um, you know, a lot of cam- there's things available to you. A lot of campuses have, you know, um, those lit up posts that have buttons that inform the campus security about um, what's going on and uh, they raise an alarm and whatnot. These are all passive approaches. I, I fully recommend the active approaches. But getting, getting into this a little bit further um, and hitting home to your audience a little bit, um, one of the one of the more common issues here that we should cover is uh, domestic violence. And I have a couple of sources here with, with some statistics, um, you know, from the, from the U.S. Justice Department. They've got some statistics about uh, two-thirds of violent attacks against women are committed by someone the woman knows. Someone yeah. you know, what, whether it be someone you're maybe not friends with or you are friends with or someone in your own home. Um, and it goes on to state that one of the most dangerous places for women is her own home, and about approximately 1,500 women are killed each year by husbands or boyfriends. I would uh, I would assume most of that is boyfriends. Um, and about 2 million men per year uh, beat their partners, and that's an FBI statistic. Uh, that's, that's a pretty high statistic. And uh, it's sad for me because I'm a single guy. I don't lie, cheat, or beat women, but for some reason I'm still single and I keep getting replaced by these guys that are <laughs> and beat women. So I, I don't understand the psychology behind that, but that doesn't make the statistic go away. Um, right. So this is something that your viewers, especially your female viewers, should pay attention to uh, is that most of, these, most of these attacks happen by someone you know, uh, if not in your own home. Uh, the other thing to keep in mind is the fact that a lot of these uh, dynamic and dangerous situations, um, you can't just assume in your training that it's going to be a one-on-one situation. Uh, a lot of times, gang mentality, uh, group mentality, and there's some psychology that goes on behind that. It's very easy to influence others to do something negative, just as easy as it is to influence others to do something positive. 
You know, I ran into that in the military, trying to influence my unit to go into Hell's Kitchen and back with me uh, was a major part of my job as a leader. You know, whereas Mm. you can do the exact opposite. You can influence people to do negative things as well. And if you're the type of personality that is controlling and can manipulate people like that, it's very easy to do. Um, You know, the, the... the, the one thing that brings on that group mentality is the opportunity. Um, the last ingredient in a gang rape that's about to happen is simply that the opportunity is there. You take, for example, um, maybe you have some younger female uh, listeners that are college students, um, and you go to a frat party or a dorm party or something, and as a female you get uh, too, too, you know, too drunk to where you can't make conscious decisions and you don't know what's going on around you, um, obviously those um, frat boys or whoever the possible threats may be are also inhibited by alcohol and not making rational decisions, and that's where your situation arises there. Um, another another incidence where you need to be situationally aware and sober enough to be able to apply the OODA loop concept. Um, it's... it's okay. It's not yeah, safe. Yeah. It's very dangerous, and the only way you can protect yourself is through knowledge and training and education. Yeah, um, that's very true. Very true. We did touch base also about self control as well. Um, you know, I, I think you're right, uh, Mr. Garrity. I mean, you know, the psychology behind all of this. I mean, that would be an interesting, um, you know, dialogue, an inter- interesting topic to uh, discuss as well on that one. And I'll, I'll think about that one to bring on the show. Go ahead. I'm sorry about the. Uh, this uh, situational awareness on campus and everything like that. Go on, please. Right. Those are just those are two the the whole domestic violence and the group mentality thing. Those are just two um, more of of the more common uh, scenarios that can happen. That if your viewers educate themselves on, they could be a little more prepared. Um, the 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 one other perspective that we haven't talked about yet would be the third person perspective. Um, let's say you're right. you're also Let's say you're walking back to your car as well, just as an innocent civilian, and you notice a mugging or a rape happening. Um, right. You know, what, how does that what, how does that Uda loop apply to the situation such as that? From like, I'm sorry to interject. From such an innocent bystander perspective, let us know about that. I mean, how? how that's interesting, by the way. Go it ahead. It is. It is. It is interesting, and it makes for a very very uh, serious situation. Obviously, as a as a compassionate human being, you see something like that happening, you definitely want to get involved and help. Um, But that's not always the best case. Uh, You know, those of us that are more removed from the attack uh, should only become involved if we can help uh, or or the the help that we can offer will actually be useful. Um, You know, for example, if you're another female walking back to your car and you see uh, another female student or whatever, um, getting um, mugged or raped by a gang, you know, again, going back to the gang mentality, uh, you may not be able to do anything, and it may be unsafe for you to do something about it. If you try and go and help, and there's three, you know, big big guys involved in this scenario, um, you're not, you're going to become a victim as well instead of an asset or somebody that's helped. You know, you're not going to be the savior, you're going to become a victim. So in those instances, your thought process should be aligned with more uh, 
reporting the situation as fast as possible and bringing other people's attention to the situation if there's other people around. More passive related uh, choices as opposed to active and aggressive choices. You know, so you'll be dialing 911, wouldn't it be? I mean, you know, right away you'll be like dialing somebody um, for help and then you'll think about this. Go on, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Dialing 911, trying to get other people uh, to notice the situation, um, running in a, in a direction where there's other people as fast as you can to bring more help. Um, because the last thing you want to do is switch into your OODLU process that, um, you know, moves you into the situation and closer to the situation. Um, and how you utilize the OODLU concept as a third-person party uh, is to execute those active or those passive or active um, measures. Uh, and in those situations where you would not be helpful, you would be uh, you, you could possibly become a victim, that's when it's time to take advantage of those more passive uh, measures, which would be, like you said, dialing for dialing nine one one, calling for help, uh, you know, trying to resolve the situation in any other way other than getting involved. Because it's better that you know, it's unfortunate to say, but it's better that one person, uh, you know, go through that situation rather than two uh, or more. You know, it's yeah. you have to understand some of these attackers going into that situation, they're probably hopped up on drugs, adrenaline, and all sorts of stuff. You're not going to be able to do a damn thing as, as one person or, you know, a female that may not have the strength or the size of three three people, you know, be able to handle three people. So... Um, the third person is a, is a very interesting perspective, and you you definitely have to be situationally aware and utilize the OODA loop concept. You know, you you need to observe the situation, uh, orient yourself towards it, decide whether you're going to move in or go get help, and act upon that decision. You know, so we've covered three different perspectives on a on a on a stressful situation like this from the predator's point of view, uh, the prey's point of view, and a third party point of view. You know, at this point, as as the prey uh, getting attacked, your OODA loop should be geared towards um, stopping that attack and getting into the thought process of your attacker. And how you go about that is through um, active measures like lethal strikes or utilizing weapons, uh, gaining the advantage. And the only way you can apply those techniques is if you have the education, the knowledge, the training, and you listen to shows such as yours, uh, where you become informed about situations like this. Instead of running, instead of being in the situation with no knowledge of what to do whatsoever, you're just a victim. You're on the six o'clock news at that point. But understanding these concepts about situational awareness and UDA, and uh, listening to shows like yours definitely uh, adds more tools to your kit bag for your personal safety. That's a scary, scary, hairy situation that you don't want to be in, and I want to piggyback what you were saying. It is important to get the education, to get the uh, resources, and to be more knowledgeable, to be more well-informed all across about situational awareness, how to protect yourself. Because we, we did mention before earlier, way back when, when we say, look, uh, you, can, you can prevent this to happen. You know, uh, unfortunately, you know, there are things happen under certain circumstances where you are to have to fight, you know, and this is when, um, you know, the, the, the skills, the training come into a challenge. Um, let us share, um, let, you know, share with us some of the, uh, you know, resources. I know that you mentioned you are involved in training such as the rape prevention, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, 
Tell tell the listeners, share with the listeners what you what you have. Well, what I usually do is um, I I do a four day self defense rape prevention uh, private course uh, for groups or just individuals, and I I focus on um, what happens when the attack is already going. So the first day, you're learning how to uh, stand in a defensive posture or defend yourself uh, and protect your vital areas from the ground or from standing or from any position. Uh, You learn how to fall properly so that you don't get injured when you're thrown to the ground. Uh, Day two is basic kickboxing-type strikes so that you at least know how to throw a punch in the knee. Uh, Day two is uh, chokes, holds, throws, and counters to chokes, holds, and throws. Uh, And day four is usually uh, ground fighting or jujitsu, how to fight from the ground when someone is on top of you or you are on top of somebody. Uh, And then if they choose to go on from there, I do an additional two classes or two sessions where you learn more lethal strikes um, as well as multiple attacker scenarios. I bring in uh, assistant instructor and we both... Uh, choreograph something that allows you to kind of do a dress rehearsal of an attack with multiple attackers so that you kind of get uh, comfortable, your your mind gets comfortable with the situation as if it's already happened to you before a few times. Now, throughout this training, I talk all about situational awareness, uh, OODALOO concepts. You know, at the end of each session, I usually give a little lecture block on um, the mentality and some of the finer points of what goes on in these situations, you know. Um, Very important to take a class from anyone uh, that's similar to that. You know, um, a lot of these firearms training facilities don't just teach you firearms or edge weapons. Uh, They also teach things like self-defense, rape prevention. A lot of local gyms do self-defense and rape prevention classes, Um, you know, you can always take martial yeah. arts training. Uh, when you take martial arts training, you want to really focus on lethal, uh, lethal stuff, lethal strikes, because you could punch an attacker in the face and hopped up on adrenaline, he's just going to laugh at you. Uh, whereas if you strike him in the throat and he can't breathe for a few seconds, that allows you a chance to get away. Uh, very so important more effective, stuff. effective uh, punches, effective strikes. It's not just throwing the strikes because every second counts. Correct, correct. Um, Yes, lethal strikes have to be accurate, and they are meant to uh, incapacitate someone immediately. Um, One thing, I wanted to to throw you a curveball this morning, uh, Nikki. I found something else that totally applies to this situation, but it's a business term, and you may be familiar with it. Uh, It's called the SWOT analysis, S-W-O-T, strength, weakness, opportunity, and threats. And threats. This totally yes. applies to yes. these types of situations. Um, and, and again, you can look at it from both perspectives, predator and prey. Uh, yes. Strengths of the prey, um, you have the knowledge and the training. Weaknesses is uh, it could be something that you're not as physically as strong as your attackers or you're one versus multiple attackers. Opportunities would be... Um, what happens when you utilize, when you utilize the OODA loop concept properly, you open up opportunities to give yourself a window to get away from the situation or incapacitate your attackers. And threats in the environment that could cause trouble for you or your attackers. This would be um, 
an, your etched weapon or your pepper spray or your concealed weapon. You know, uh, I really believe that, that that business concept of SWOT analysis definitely applies to these situations as well. I thought yeah. I'd bring that to the show morning even though i didn't tell you about it earlier <laughs> oh no that's okay this is well said i mean you know i i'm familiar with that since i was in college way back when in the 80s you know and swot analysis and i am i am glad that uh it, it has been moved forward um how it can be applied in situational awareness such as this one and going back way back when to zunzu the art of you know war as well i mean all of these things that um you know the gurus the old gurus have um uh suggested to us and offered us um, it all applies back when we want to use it, utilize it in accordingly. Yes, rats do travel in pack. We must think outside the box that, you know, attackers do not just travel by himself or herself, herself. Yeah, we haven't talked about that, too. Maybe the attacker is a female. Yeah. I mean, do you? can I throw that out there <laughs> to the listeners that's, as well? <laughs> that's always a possibility. That's always a possibility. Right. How, how do you reckon that? I mean, how would you do that? I, maybe a child. Maybe a, you know, now these days are, things are, are really crazy out there, right, as we all know what's going on in the news on TV and everything that's media throwing at, um, in front of us every day. Um, right. Maybe maybe it's even, uh, you know, not an adult yet. You know, what, right. what is what is a criminal? Who is a criminal? I mean, I think I touched base on this in my, my uh, other show. Uh no one can can profile this, so to speak, criminal. I mean, you know, like you said earlier, just anybody who's not satisfied, who who cannot control themselves, who cannot, you know, maybe not happy with what's going on in life, um, you know, just my two cents, five cents inflated right now. Uh, no, you're, you're absolutely right, whether it's a female or a dog or... Uh, male that's attacking you. An attacker is an attacker. Uh, it doesn't matter what the what gender or how big the the size of the threat is. Uh, they're, if they're if they're threatening you or attacking you, then you you must utilize these concepts and your training and whatnot. Um, you know, one last example I have to kind of hit uh, the Uda concept home is if if you have any military listeners out there, especially female. Um, they can relate to this. An example of getting into your adversary's loop process in a military sense could be uh, the example of a counter-ambush could be utilized. Um, you know, the Marine Corps teaches when you're ambushed by the enemy, you assault through the ambush as an infantryman. You don't run away and try yeah. and find cuff. You assault through. Well, your enemy is not expecting you to come at them as they spring an ambush on you, but it's apparent that um, that's your only chance of survival is to uh, is to run towards the attack instead of away from. And your enemy is not expecting that, and they're in set positions instead of mobile positions. So you do have somewhat of an advantage over them because you're mobile, and they're probably laying down in a hiding position. So what you're doing is you're breaking into their thought process, thinking, oh, we've got this dealt with. We've got an ambush set up. Everything's perfect. Everybody's in the kill zone, ready to go. And now all of a sudden, 12 guys are running towards you. Maybe a few of them get hit, but because of the adrenaline, they're still assaulting through, and those adversaries did not expect that. That's a more dynamic, uh, active, and aggressive way of going about it, and that's what I recommend in these situations uh, when it comes to rape defense is attack back as, as violently and as aggressively as possible. They will not be expecting that. They want you to try and resist and not 
uh, not succumb so that they can force themselves upon you. Well, right. tear out a throat. <laughs> Put a thumb right, in there you overpower off. them. You over, it's an element of surprise. And this, uh, how do you acquire all that? Through training, continuous yeah. training. Uh, improve yourself over and over throughout your training, uh, you know, uh, uh, events and everything. And then educate yourself. We're running out of time, Sarge. Um, like always, time flies when having always. too much fun, right? Always. <laughs> Any last thoughts, insights? I actually run out of time right now that you would like to convey to our listeners. And, you know, let us know how to reach you also as well. Go ahead, please. Okay, so uh, I work for Defensive Firearms Training, and you can find us at www dftraining.com I work for Rudy Waldinger up there and you can also email me any questions I'm on Facebook, Patrick Garrity Uh, you can email me any questions at patrickgarrity8541 at gmail.com and yeah, any questions I've I've got the answers or I can find dynamic, <laughs> dynamic individual. Uh, as always, I am. I'm so pleased to have you in my show. Reminder for our next Nug Talk show this uh, this coming Friday, as a matter of fact, uh, in a couple of days at 10 o'clock for 30 minutes, 10 to 10:30 Pacific time. Controversial topic continues in my Nug Talks, discussing guns and children in the home. How about that? So join me again next time on Friday, 10 o'clock, 10.30, same bat, same time, Pacific time. I'm very humbled to have you, Mr. Patrick Garrity, as always this morning. And please do come back and join us again, okay? Thanks for having me on the show, Nikki. Thank you so very much. In the meantime, be safe, stay safe, stay in condition yellow. As always, watch your six. Learn your UDA loop and color code of mental awareness, folks. See you all on our next show, and hopefully you can tune in same time, 10 o'clock, 10.30, Knock Talk Show, discussing about uh, topic guns and children in the home. See you all, and uh, if you have any questions or concerns, please do give us a call back at either one eight six six two eight zero. 6888 and email us at radio at com. I am transitioning my idea website to idea world. That's going to be a new website. Idearworld.com is still under construction at the moment. I'm Nikki Dare, your host. Sarge, thank you as always and I uh, hope you can join us back again in our studio, okay? Absolutely. Have a good day. Uh, you too. Nikki Dare, your host, signing off and uh, enjoy the rest of the day, you guys. Bye now. You have been listening to Nikki Dares Radio, a podcast of sustainability with your host, Ms. Nikki Dare. To learn more, please visit Ms. Dare's website, education.nikkidare.com. Workshops on safety preparedness, situational awareness are available. Also available, the Transformational Coaching Series. For corporate and private group pricing, please contact us. She also offers both private and group classes in firearms training, handgun, rifles, and shotgun for individuals and families and home invasion scenarios. For details on Nikki Dare's outdoor hiking, yoga, and her other outdoor activities and her passion for fitness and upcoming classes, please visit her website, NikkiDare.com. Join the community conversation to network and learn on different outdoor fun on her website, NikkiDare.com slash Freeforum. Follow her on LinkedIn and her social media, Twitter, Instagram, Google+, Pinterest, and Facebook. Or simply watch her tutorial videos. You can subscribe to her YouTube channel, Nikki Dare. 
All about her books and inspirational quotes can be found on her website, books.nickydare.com. Check out her newest website, travel.nickydare.com, for all travel resources, savings, and tips. Her calendars, both of living in purpose and passion, as well as her exclusive edition of Firearm Safety, are available for order on her website, NikkiDare.com. All of her broadcasts are available for free download on iTunes podcast, Nikki Dare. For more details on opportunities for sponsorships and speaking engagement, please email us at education at NikkiDare.com. Join her next time, Living in Purpose and Passion. Our mission is to live a sustainable life with your host, Nikki Dare.